May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. Hi, Carla. How are you? <laughs> How's your life force today? My life force is good today, but it's like the first time in like 10 days. How's your life force? <laughs> I would say kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, it, it's felt like the middle of winter, even though it's summer here in the UK at the moment. And I think that weather changes what you can actually do and therefore (laughs) what you think because I haven't been able to move I haven't been able to go to things that I enjoy because you literally haven't been able to leave the house so (sighs) it's kind of affected me a little bit I think yeah I think it's affected loads of people I have to know how British we are we talk about the weather at the start I know such a British thing (laughs) apologies oh my goodness but it it, you know we just can't help it that's how you start a conversation in this land but but because as I say it impacts how you feel it impacts what you can do it impacts how you leave the house you know having I haven't had my windows open you know let air in let freshness in you Mm. don't see people you you know you don't connect as much because you you don't feel you can leave the house unless it's in a survival gear you know that's normally only used for the north sea oil rigs you know it's like pretty intense the last few weeks yeah i mean and and in this country we're really affected Mm -hmm. by the weather like, I think because we, we have such changeable weather, and I know other places do as well, but it's, like, so from a kind of chakras of the world point of view, Glastonbury mm-hmm. is the heart chakra, mm-hmm. and to me that kind of actually extends much more to, like, this land being the heart and I I feel like we have this heart connection to weather it's like we have this like emotional journey with our weather in this country and I also have this thing that I'm like obsessed with which is that your heart like our hearts also change like the British weather like if you want to know what the human heart is like it is like the British weather (laughs) Because this is the heart chakra, and it's that fickle. <laughs> and and um, when you say that, that heart, energy, it makes me think energy as well. So, mm-hmm. and the metaphors that we use, oh gosh, they've got a real dark cloud over them, yeah. or you know the things like that that um, are more inclined. You know, you don't often say sunny disposition. <laughs> But we, we use the metaphors of the weather to indicate what someone's energy is like and feels like or what they're showing up with because it's, you know, it's front and mind of what we think and we know exactly what it feels like for someone to be a ray of sunshine. Yeah. Right? They I mean, you're right. Their... We do describe life force with weather. We do. We absolutely, like, 
We yeah. absolutely do. Oh, it's so dark and dismal. And <laughs> in Scotland, there's a wonderful word, dreech, you know, which just it's is like... just onomatopoeic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. Or mizzle, you know, that mizzle we've had. And, and you get the sense of the energy is directly related to weather. But then when you were talking there, it made me think of the irony of, you know, we're in the, the, the summer that you know, Europe is having this massive heat wave mm. and this, like, polar opposite that's happening a few hundred miles away and how we're all impacted by weather, which is ultimately climate, which is all the other elements of the environments that we that we live in. And, and increasingly, I do think, well, I not even increasingly, right now, we are impacted more than ever by our environment and what's around us. And so those metaphors that I'm using are actually for not just us as humans, but everybody. The whole planet's life force is dark cloud, you know, the intensity of the heat, the humidity, it's oh hot as hell, like all of those things that we use. I don't know what tangent I've gone off on there, but that that's kind of like no, my trying to articulate it. what I felt when you said about us being connected to the heart, to the weather. No, I the land. feel it. Yeah, it's like how much is your life force actually the land? You know, like how much are you just the body of the earth with life force flowing through it? I mean, that's a huge... Yeah. directional question so just so for for maybe those that don't <laughs> know what we're talking about about land and chakra where are some of the other important places in the world that like people uh, are drawn to for different reasons so glastonbury is the heart so th- there's a lot of different theories out mm-hmm. there and for me you know you can talk about chakras and you can read about them in the body in on the planet um what i would say is that places that are considered chakras are potent with energy and they're potent with energy that then resonates like glastonbury resonates with the feeling like not just glastonbury this land resonates with everything that the heart is about this land compared to most lands around the world is so gentle you know we don't really mm. we don't really like, considering climate. we talk about the weather all the time because it's so temperate <laughs> yeah. that's why we but talk we about it because it's so changeable but actually only within a very small window of variance like we don't get extremes really and and you know i have a shaman friend who is like when you're in you know in the in the jungle magic's really black and white they have whole shops in peru that are like black magic shops Mm. and they sell black magic to people it's a thing (laughs) like and it's not a thing in this country (laughs) and um he's like but that's because the jungle's black and white you know the the medicine, the plants in the jungle, the land they in will, the jungle will either kill you or is poison you. or medicine. Like, like all magic is representational of the land. And he's like, in this country, Mother Earth is is just a nanny. She's just like there, there. She's giving you, she's giving <laughs> oh, you there's a metal. Be careful. <laughs> you know that's about as bad as he gets. <laughs> And I've got your dock leaf just in case to give it a rub. And I think that's why this country is considered the heart because 
the land is is you know it's hilly and it's green and it's gentle fertile and things grow yeah and it's and it's and they grow without pressure they grow without that like strength and that competition they grow in this energy that is um emotion (laughs) and and love you know Mm. um and yeah i mean i think that it's so funny we've come onto land because I'm about to go and do land, but my my favourite part of my path is land ceremony and working with the land. And yeah, tell that when you say you're going to do land, <laughs> give us a, a flavour of what what that ceremony. So, like is. ceremony with the land is when you. I guess all ceremony outside could be called ceremony mm-hmm. with the land. Is when you are not yeah, doing ceremony in, in a studio, but you're doing ceremony where you're in divine conversation with the land or the site or the place. And and usually it is with the intention that is bigger than self. So self is a huge part of it. But like it's service work. It's it's to bless the land. It's to bless. To to be in communion with the great changes, and and to me that I I don't like to say things like true ceremony because I feel like that's discredited. Any respect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Engagement. But to me, like ancient ceremony was always land ceremony because you didn't do ceremony inside. <laughs> like ceremony was always about speaking to the elements and the old gods and nature. Well, and well land. that creates life, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's the sustainer of life as well. Yeah. It's the respect for the land which we have gone so, so far. far. Off and and you know, at the moment my ceremonial journey with the land is is a mountain project that is taking me to different mountains and the you know I was lying in bed last night having just been through what I can only describe as 10 days of hell (laughs) because the mountains I'm going to are not in the nanny of mother Gaia they're like the next one's Shasta um, so they're not in this like heart energy of Mama Earth <laughs> and I was lying in bed after what yeah was horrendously hard as was the last mountain I went to the preparation was horrendously hard and I was thinking about like oh my god this preparation is so hard and I realised that like, that's the initiation if you want to work with mountains then you have to prove your strength because you have to meet them at their level. Like, so they're going to make you show up in your strength. They're going to make you prove how strong you are if you want to work with them. And so do you climb the mountains? No. Um, what do you do? That It's like working in the... Mountains have a huge aura. So you can work with a mountain not even on the mountain you can work on the mountain it's 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 working with the like 
energy mm-hmm. and land of that mountain and the energy source of that mountain, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this this journey is nuts. <laughs> And, and, and I guess for people that think, you know, what on earth what are you talking you about? Yeah. So I, I, when you when you say that, I I imagine, you know, I I, I do work through meditation and visualization. Mm. So, um, getting people to just kind of, um, you know, imagine themselves in different places and why might you be drawn to that kind of place and who's around you? What do you see? What do you smell? What can you touch and taste and and all of those things using all of your senses. Um, and it's not always just about being in one place, but it's about being in the energy of an environment that feels good for you and feels right for you. And so what I get a sense of is that, and this is my kind of layman's terms and, you know, kind of breaking that down is that mountains are really powerful. They're strong. They're, you know, and they have a presence and they can be beautiful and have lots of life around them, but they can also be scary places. And 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 again, I come back to metaphors. You know, you've got a mountain to climb, and we use all these kind of negative um, metaphors around the scale and the presence of a mountain. Which I guess is why, when you're looking about how that translates to energy, it can feel overwhelming because it is huge. It is, and you know. Did I in any way describe? That? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's very hard to describe a landmark. Yeah. It's it's very, the the only way I can describe it is when you're doing it. It's like more real than the real world because you're doing such an ancient way of connecting and communicating, and things that seem so bizarre suddenly make so much sense. It's like you lock you lock into an ancient knowledge that I believe we're missing but mm-hmm. we're not missing because like you're saying it's in our language mm-hmm. you know like, like humans are the great personifiers <laughs> we're the great like storytellers and we make sense of everything by making stories out yeah. of them and I feel like when you are doing ceremony outside you're really connecting to the stories and and you're so right the present you know the last place that this mountain project was was fuji and like there is a difference between a mountain that is awake and a mountain mm-hmm. that isn't mm-hmm. like fuji is recognized it's it's seen as a goddess as a spiritual being it's praised and you feel that when you see fuji you it's like you almost want to bow you know like you're almost like oh this mountain's gonna tell me off (laughs) or like have I been good enough for this mountain like there's that energy when you see Fuji and you you feel the presence of of yeah an alive mountain as opposed to Mm. what people in my world would call a sleeping mountain Mm -hmm. which is a mountain that isn't being prayed because it's not recognised. Yeah, it's not being recognised for what it, or... what it truly is. And then you've got that whole thing of, like, how much is life force what we're witnessing, you know? Like, how much are we responsible for bringing 
you know, the Japanese are, people are bringing the life force into Mount Fuji with well, their consciousness. they have a respect, mm-hmm. a tradition, a... Um, yeah, I think respect is the right word for the presence of of that mountain that's culturally a symbol of strength, mm. um, of probably history, of heritage, of tradition that is important. And I just it, it is it is interesting why some places have that versus others but I guess it's in the storytelling over time it's in the ceremony over time um and then that collective energy and that that love is felt when people go there together because they're there for a reason and the intention of 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 why they're there probably leads to that collective feeling of this is special see see you totally understand it like everything you're saying is absolutely what land work is I, I believe that we are the ceremonialists of this planet mm. and like the bees are here mm. to pollinate the humans are designed for ceremony we are designed to sing and praise and tell stories and translate and celebrate and you know the just as if the bees stop pollinating if the humans stop doing ceremony, it has this, like, to me, this devastating impact, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it, and and so for me, it, it's so important that all of us do do our, our ceremonial service in whatever way is right, mm. you know? And just go stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, I have all these images flashing through my head when you're clearly a visual person um (laughs) when you say that because you know we're losing a lot of tradition and ceremony we're losing the connection that we have to where we are our environment but also to each other and you're right that 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 sort of joyous celebration where it's not for a reason other than to be there in ceremony God, it feels bloody good when you do it. You so know, see, good. Even little things. <laughs> well, it's not a little thing because it's like the world's biggest festival. But Glastonbury is in Glastonbury for a reason, right? Yeah. And how coming great does everybody feel drugs aside? <laughs> when they're there and there's like that heartfelt celebration. And, every, you know, and I also believe singing and dancing together, which is ceremony, which is Absolutely. ritual. Oh, it gives me, look, it gives, gives me goosebumps. Absolutely. <laughs> there's nothing better. There's nothing, like... Because it's our, it's our, it's it's us doing our pollination. It's us doing human pollination, you know. Like, well, that's another story. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know what you mean. But yeah, it's, it's a celebration. Us, it's us doing Thriving. what women and do. I believe, you yeah. know. And so, but at the same time, we've gone the other way. We just we don't we we kind of. It's not that people don't care, but we don't celebrate. Yeah. And we don't, we don't, we've kind of lost, we've lost so much. One of the things that ceremony has given me is understanding of passage, understanding of process, Mm -hmm. understanding of... um, Ancestry? Yeah, and for example, like I'm sitting here talking about like this mountain work 
and I'm already in it. Like the ceremony's already begun. The the process preparation. the preparation and and like I understand it because I've done enough now to understand that if you truly want to connect with the land she's going to take you on a journey you know like she's going to take you on a pilgrimage if you want to truly meet a mountain you don't just turn, fly to the mountain and pay to go to the mountain you have to meet the mountain in yourself you know and and it's that pilgrimage that I, I feel like mm. we lo- we've lost in our, our kind of McDonald's culture in a way of like I just want it now, you know, and that's part of what the land and land ceremony teaches you is, you will pilgrimage, you will find. I mean, it worked for Christian Bale and Batman begins <laughs> again. That's right where my mind went. He went to the mountain with Liam Neeson. <laughs> one of my favourite movies and he went on that pilgrimage and and, and that's where he found his true self yeah. and he became Batman. <laughs> right? He didn't he didn't go to the gym and just do some taekwondo. <laughs> he went to the mountain and 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 lived as a person that I do love that movie as you can probably tell. But again, <laughs> there's a reason for that ritual. There's a reason why that's part of probably why that movie showed that that's where he had that deep change and literally became Batman overnight because of that whole journey and process that he'd been to but the respect for the culture and mind and everything that went on there is all part of it watch the beginning of Batman Begins that's <laughs> and maybe you'll become a ninja up a mountain as well yeah. or you probably already are in fact I know you already are <laughs> maybe <laughs> um but yeah that's that I'm I can't wait to to hear more about your mountain your mountain journey and 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 do you get to the end of that is is there like hey I've done that now what is what does that journey feel like when you feel that you've connected and you've become batman what's your batman moment at the end of that or is there one or is it a continuation and evolves into something else it always evolves when once your heart's with the land <laughs> you're you're off um but i feel like you know off like often the batman moment happened for me happens before like i feel like it happened yesterday for me in the journey that, like, I was on that. I just know it's part of the preparation of going to Shasta. I just know it is. Where is Shasta? Shasta's in America, Northern California. It's another chakric centre. And obviously very different from a Mount Fuji environment. Yeah. Type of mountain, different landscape, different culture. Yeah, and it, and I've never been, so I, I, I won't know till I'm there, you know, really what it's all about. But um, Well, I know one of the other um, considered chakra places is Uluru in Australia. Mm. Which and is, that is where another... this project ends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> see, you just, this is go. what I mean about the fluency of land and life force. Yeah. And, do you see how you're just like... I've never been, like, but I've flown over it yeah. and, and seen it from... from this guy and I know how deeply sacred that is to the indigenous population in Australia 
and you know you can't walk on it now because it's like you know it's it, it needs to be protected um but people that i know that have been there have said it's so special when you're there mm. um you do the sort of sunrise and sunset ceremony it sounds you know i'd love to maybe i'll meet you there yeah come next year <laughs> i'll be in australia <laughs> um, next yeah year. no that's that sounds amazing and and all very different and again i'd be interesting in the north carl um california one of there is an indigenous ancestry and heritage i'm sure there is around some of the yeah there definitely yeah. definitely is and that's the thing like all land has indigenous and of course you know like of course like, like because there's people that were before us and yeah people that are after the, us. all land has shame and what do we leave behind this generation that's another conversation yeah trouble probably yeah and and funny it's like something I've been playing with is that something that is sacred has life force flowing through it like that's what makes mm-hmm. it sacred mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's what defines it as sacred to me it has a life it has a life and ceremony is that way that humans encourage life force to flow through something and so if if humans can bring life force through a mountain, imagine what ceremony can do for you <laughs> and your life force energy. You know, it's like it's giving that meaning. Yeah, we give things meaning and almost sometimes give them power over us. But actually, we've the one that we have created the the meaning and the and and, and the ritual. And forget perhaps sometimes that that the energy that we put in is creating that, not being overshadowed by it. I think is what I'm trying to say. Like we're, we're you know, the, you can feel good yourself by being part of that, not by moving away from it or being scared or overwhelmed that you can't step into something like that. Like, and and you can do it gently. Absolutely. And you can jump. Absolutely. And the other thing I think that ceremony really teaches you, and I have done ceremony in all weathers, is how much the weather will participate, how much mm. everything will it participate. It always rains when you do ceremonies, doesn't it? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> okay. it doesn't. Okay. But I have had. But you get these amazing moments of mm. like sun coming out. Yeah. exactly the breakthrough moment or rainbows happening and, and oh yeah. It's 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 like the weather, because you're in communication, the weather, like, shows off. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, partici- participates. When we participate, everything around us participates. And and the timing, like, to me, like, all magic is in the timing, <laughs> you know? It's like the timing of things will blow your mind. Yeah. And, and you don't get that when you're in the ceremony inside. Yeah. You only get that when, like, in the perfect moment, you call unconditional love and a puppy runs into the middle of the circle <laughs> and gives everybody unconditional... You know, you have that those kind of moments yeah. because the rest of consciousness is participating when you're in ceremony. I, I love that, and I've been there <laughs> with you and with friends of ours in, in those moments where those things have happened. And I also, from, from you know my side of things what what I do in 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 workplace and with coaching people 
is that to to me one of the first things in really feeling that and experiencing what you just said is is by being aware and you be aware by being in those moments more because the sun comes out all the time mm. but what makes it special in that moment of ceremony is because you're fully present and you're looking for those moments of wonder and you can find moments of wonder in any moment but if you're not connected to where you are who you're with and what's going on they'll just go by that butterfly will have gone past you yeah you won't have noticed it but if you're really present and you're like "Ooh, i'm having a spine tingling moment i I was just in red rocks in in denver Mm. in the u.s amazing place that's a great mountain (laughs) area amazing loved it and we it poured with rain (laughs) and we were all standing waiting to go into a concert and it chucked it down with rain but the two most beautiful rainbows came out oh and we had this view over the whole (laughs) valley from like the start of the rockies and it was just amazing and funnily enough i'd listened to something that morning and it told me to look for rainbows and i couldn't believe it that's magic ceremony synchronicity like magic i go like i love all of those (laughs) moments but I stopped and I appreciated it and I commented it and I loved it and I like stood in it. But it would be really easy to go, it got delayed because of, um, of the weather so I had to stand in the pouring rain. Yeah. Whereas we were like, we're standing in the pouring rain but we saw two amazing rainbows. It's, it's about context, it's about your mindset in that moment and it's about that curiosity and wonder. It's easy to let it go by if you don't, you know, practice being in the moment, practice looking for the magic. And how many rainbows do we miss? How many rainbows do we miss? Yeah, like how many rainbows do we miss? How many, and, 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 and how many, I I think that's, that's what I love so much about ceremony that is journeying whether it's a coaching journey that then give you know like what you've just described mm-hmm. is the same thing it's like yeah. you get a message in the morning and then it's manifest by the the afternoon and and is it is it strengthens your trust mm-hmm. it strengthens your it empowers you to your feel that ability you're to trust what is happening mm-hmm. and not feel like it's all going wrong well for me it's as well as being part of it and not it being you you're doing this to you not it being done to you 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 are the controller in this environment and you can find that magic you can see things um if you just look around Mm. and no one's giving them to you you are being more engaged with your life Mm. and the energy around you yeah and i love it when i practice things like "Ooh, i'm gonna look for something today <laughs> and you look for those moments of wonder you and have a brilliant one about looking for new things don't yeah, you yeah exactly you look for something new it's a great one to come out of meditation and you know you go what what do you notice that you didn't notice before i was so inspired when you told me that about looking for new things because so often we get stuck in ruts, so often we... Oh, nothing changes. Yeah. Everything changes, every moment, all the time. <laughs> the weather changes all the time. <laughs> every moment is, is, is... We can't relive. Everything changes, because as soon as you've gone through a moment, a time, an experience, things have fundamentally shifted. Yeah. We're, we're never 
you know, we, we don't stagnate. And that's one thing when people get stuck in a mindset of I can't change. Mm. <sighs> Just do one little thing different in that next moment or you walk a different way, you turn left, not right, you have tea, not coffee in the morning. Like it's as trivial as those things sound, they create a process of change and your mind begins to just open up a little bit. And the more that we do that and the more we practice it, all of a sudden we see the double rainbows. Absolutely. And new will always, new always brings life force energy. Mm. you know mm. new yeah. yeah new presence everything we're talking about is how to get life force energy back into your body you know mm-hmm. so when you try something new you're excited you meet new people you're excited you get that shot of energy the adrenaline the you're smiling right now that's energy and how that becomes a ripple effect to other people like there's Oh, that feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm smiling because <laughs> rainbows give so much life force energy. Like, whenever people see rainbows, they become like children. And they're like, mm. there's a rainbow! And it's, like, magical! And, like, you know, so often we have a rainy week and, and we stay in and we don't go out and get the life force hit that probably is there. <laughs> <laughs> because there's probably a rainbow yeah. in Brighton, for sure. There's a song lyric <laughs> somewhere about you don't get a rainbow without the rain or something. Yeah. There's bound to be. If not, there should be. No, no, no. There definitely is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can you can really feel that. Um, it's just that sense of curiosity, but it does, being outside and being in nature naturally tops up mm. your life force. We're not supposed to be caged animals we're not supposed to um find our energy from inanimate objects no if we're supposed to being around other living other living things and and, you know then there's the question of what is alive yeah i didn't want to go there (laughs) but i i would say that like how we identify the difference between a living thing and not is actually life force and it was when we recognize a certain level of life force energy in something yeah you know like when we recognize so, so we can recognize the difference between a dead body and a living body and that is life force energy. You know, there isn't anything... Yeah, that's undeniable. Like, yeah, and, and I think we can recognize the difference between a plant and a plant pot because of life force energy and whether there is... And I think it's to do with degrees of life force energy, actually, because I think everything does have a certain amount of energy in it's it. It's emitting something. Yeah. We're all just particles bashing mm. up against each other at any given time. For sure. Yeah, love it. Love that <laughs> chat. Well, I need to share with us your post-mountain journey. I will. The descent. <laughs> so when, when, do you, when do you see yourself getting to Uluru? Next summer. Next summer. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Amazing. That sounds like a really nice place to uh, stop and reflect and, 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 and maybe go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, go and find a rainbow. Let's get outside. <laughs> Thank you so much, Karila. You've thank given you. me, uh, I've, I've got so much more life force than I did an hour ago, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. I feel so full of the magic.
We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. (laughs) And may the life force be with all of us.